Welcome to Dispatches, the official podcast for the Journal of the American Revolution. The Journal of the American Revolution publishes weekly online at www.allthingsliberty.com. For the latest in research, reviews, and commentaries, America's Most Important History is available free of charge at the Journal of the American Revolution. going on in this in this period at the beginning of World War II is, you know, Americans needed a, a dose of patriotism. They knew that the war was coming. And so a lot of these characters uh, actually draw their superpowers from the revolution. That's Journal of the American Revolution contributor Greg Aaron talking about the revolutionary history of superheroes, and he's our guest today. I'm Brady Kreitzer, and this is Dispatches. This episode is brought to you by West Home Publishing, publisher of The Battles of Connecticut Farms and Springfield, 1780, by Edward G. Lengel. Available now wherever books are sold. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Dispatches. I'm your host, Brady Kreitzer. Today, our guest is Journal of the American Revolution contributor Greg Aaron, talking about the revolutionary history of the comic books industry. Now, I'll admit, whenever you first hear this title of this article, if you're not a comics person, uh, it might be a little quizzical, but I promise you it's, it's well worth the listen, and certainly the article is well worth the read. Of course, found at www.allthingsliberty.com. Com. Our guest today is Greg Aaron, really interesting guy uh, with a really interesting connection and a very convincing argument why comic books are uh, an integral part of the American pop culture experience and an excellent window for viewing how Americans understood the American Revolution during and after World War II uh, leading into the 1960s. So, this is a really fun article, uh, but a really insightful interview, I think. Greg Aaron makes the case for why these are very legitimate uh, historical sources. Maybe revealing more about the 20th century, but revealing an important detail of history nevertheless. So, super fans, uh, truth, justice, in the American way, enjoy our interview with Greg Aaron. Greg Aaron, thank you for joining us. Brady, it's a great pleasure to be with you today. Thanks. Tell us about your background. Well, it's uh, it's great to be with you. I'm uh, coming to you from Philadelphia. It's always uh, great to uh, talk about history uh, here uh, in Philadelphia. Um, I'm a, a private investigator and cybersecurity expert, um, but in my spare time, I spend a lot of time at the uh, Pennsylvania Historical Society uh, doing research. And one of the things I'm looking into are some militiamen who lived in the Philadelphia area during the Revolutionary War. What first drew your interest into this topic? Well, I've always been a comic book reader since I was a, a young kid. And I, I think it's important that when anybody studies history, you need to understand what was going on in the culture and to look at 
uh, not just the big political developments and so forth, but also what people were thinking, how they spend their time, and what they were interested in day to day. And so looking at the popular culture from an era can tell us a lot about what people were thinking and what was going on in a society. And so comic books are one way to do that. Um, for uh, about the last 80 years, they've been uh, one of our most popular forms of entertainment in the United States. Could you talk about the importance of war and wartime to the origins of comic books? Well, comics were actually born out of war. Uh, comic books are an American invention. And they were invented in the, the mid to late 1930s. And it was a, it was a new thing. Uh, they were cheap. They could be distributed uh, uh, you know, to anybody who wanted them. And that was important during the Great Depression. And specifically, they got really popular because of the invention of superheroes. Uh, Superman appeared... Uh, on the newsstands in April 1938. And let's think about what was going on at that time. America is still pulling itself out of the Depression. And overseas, things are getting very, very dark. Uh, Nazi Germany that month uh, took over and annexed Austria. And in Asia, uh, the forces of Imperial Japan had invaded China. So America is falling into war, but also at that same time, Americans are, are being introduced to a new kind of a, a hero and a, a whole new literature. And um, a lot of what was going on there is that literature was giving them actually hope and new heroes to look at. For a lot of people who are familiar with comics, even for those that aren't, there's one name that resonates maybe above all others, Batman. Uh, can you talk about Batman's connection to the American Revolution? Sure. So Batman was one of the first uh, in the, in the, of the great superheroes. He appears in 1939. And there were two men working on that book. There was an artist, Bob Kane, and a writer named Bill Finger. And Bill Finger knew that he had to come up with a, a name for this character, uh, Finger knew that they wanted him to be this uh, playboy character who was uh, very, very rich. And so he thought, well, this, this guy sounds like he's a, he's a kind of a member of the American gentry. And so we came up with the name Bruce Wayne. And that name he chose uh, to, to honor two rebels. One of them was Robert the Bruce, who was a famous Scottish rebel who fought the English. And the last name, Wayne, uh, he named after General Anthony Wayne, who was one of the great generals of the Continental Army during the Revolution. And it was actually a great choice because General Wayne was was very aggressive general. Uh, he was very tough. His, his men thought he was even a little crazy. And so that was a perfect uh, name uh, for Batman because Bruce Wayne is, is an aggressive guy. He's a little angry and he's a little crazy. Now, there were some characters, according to your article, that tied directly to the revolution itself. Uh, soldiers or heroes like the Fighting Yank and the Flag. 
Could you talk about them? Yeah, well, what's going on in this in this period at the beginning of World War II is, you know, Americans needed a, a dose of patriotism. They knew that the war was coming. And so a lot of these characters uh, actually draw their superpowers from the revolution. Um, for example, they get their, they, they can... Uh, bring people from the past into the present, or they, they get power from historical artifacts. And um, what, they're, what they're doing in these stories, as goofy as they are sometimes, they're reminding us that the American past was a source of power and inspiration. That is, of course, what we need heroes for. We need them for inspiration and to measure ourselves against. And so these stories... Um, use the American past as a way to inspire these people who are about to go through World War II um, and are going to go through some difficult times. So it was um, a, a wonderful way to remind people that the, the past is actually a living thing and it's a powerful thing. And we can talk about you know, some of those, those characters uh, that appeared around and lived during World War II. Um, for example... There's a, a character called Uncle Sam, and he appears in 1940. And uh, he looks like the, the Uncle Sam we all know, a guy with a, a goatee and a, and a top hat with stars and stripes on it. But in the comics, he's actually a, uh, a Revolutionary War soldier who died and gave his life for his country. But he mystically becomes the embodiment of the American spirit. And so one of the superpowers he's given is that he can reappear in times of need to help the United States. And so he reappears in, uh, in 1940, in the stories, and he also has the superpowers of uh, super strength and super toughness because, of course, America is strong and tough. And one of his most interesting powers is he can grow to become a giant. And in these pictures from the, from the comics, you, you sometimes see him striding into the ocean or striding across the globe, literally. And it's an interesting symbol because, you know, he's uh, appearing more than a year before the United States enters the war. But in the comics, the superheroes are already ready to go overseas and uh, fight the Nazis and uh, help our allies, the British. So it's a, it's a way that uh, we see uh, Americans getting ready for the war before they enter it. And there are many other examples uh, from this period. Uh, superheroes like um, the flag, who, who has a, a dream uh, about George Washington and he gets superpowers. Um, uh, there's a character... Uh, called uh, the Fighting Yank, who is visited by the ghost of a Revolutionary War ancestor of his and is given magic powers, and and on and on and on. Um, superheroes who are literally empowered by revolution and uh, the power of the past. Who was John Liberty? Interesting character for sure. Well, he's, he's a guy after your, your own heart, Brady, because he, too, 
was a university history professor. John Liberty uh, appears uh, in uh, a comic in 1940, I believe, and it was published by uh, what is now Marvel Comics. And John Liberty is a uh, history professor, and his origin story is that he's uh, very upset because uh, Nazi saboteurs have blown up the munitions plant in his town. And he, and he wishes very, very hard that the heroes of the past could, could help America. And uh, somehow his wish is fulfilled, and he is given the power to actually summon people out of the past to help him. And so in his first adventure, he summons up um, Ethan Allen and uh, Paul Revere and some uh, militiamen to go uh, find the saboteurs. Um, so he's, he's somebody who's like literally in touch with the past. And, um, you know, he, he was not a character who caught on uh, like some of the other Marvel superheroes, um, but he was part of this explosion uh, of characters. And um, also what's funny is that these stories somehow work in a little bit of, of history. Uh, especially for the kids who are reading them, and that and that was useful too. I found it to be unique and ahead of its time that we see many female superheroes relating to the revolution in comics in the forties, fifties, and sixties. Uh, talk about those lady superheroes. Well, the the first of the female superheroes that who is well known is of course Wonder Woman. And by the way, she is wearing a red, white, blue outfit, <laughs> complete with, with uh, stars. Um, but one of the things we, we see in the comics is, again, they're a little bit ahead of their time. And maybe you, we should expect that from a, from a, a medium that deals a lot with uh, science fiction, for example. Um, but you get characters like uh, Liberty Bell. Now, she's a, a character who appears in 41. And she's actually a very interesting character. She's not only a reporter, but she's also uh, an Olympic athlete. She actually, uh, in her story, escapes from uh, Nazi-occupied Europe, where she's doing reporting, and escapes to England by swimming the English Channel. You know, she's a really strong, interesting character. And then she goes back to Philadelphia, and she discovers that she has a mystic connection with the Liberty Bell, which gives her superpowers. And she goes through the war having a series of adventures, um, whether she ends up on battlefields. Near the end of the war, she ends up in the Philippines uh, pursuing spies, uh, which was, which was a very, actually a very dangerous place to be in 1945. And so you, you see a few of these characters uh, in the comics long before, uh, decades before, uh, women were actually um, given significant roles in the armed forces. Of course, if you're a superhero, you're a freelancer. You're going to go out and you get to do what needs to be done, and you get to be a little bit of a, a rebel um, and work outside the system. Um, but you know, those characters appeared very early. Many of them were, were patriotic characters, and they... Uh, ended up being role models 
um, girls could see those characters then boys saw them as well and and who knows what attitudes uh, those may have uh, helped change over time who was tomahawk could you talk about him yeah so after, after world war two superheroes kind of faded in popularity a little bit and uh, and they were replaced by different genres of comics, including historical uh, and war comics of various kinds. And one of the most uh, long-running characters from the late 40s into the, into the 60s was a character called Tomahawk. And, and his, his name was Tom Hawk. And he was a frontiersman. Uh, he's clad in buckskin with a coonskin cap and a long Pennsylvania rifle. And uh, his uh, long set of stories is set in the American frontier, which is uh, a zone of war that was actually really important, as as you know, in the American Revolution. But not a lot of people know those those stories about um, that time and that place. Um, because we, we tend to uh, learn more in school about the big battles and uh, the Continental Army, but not the frontiersmen and the militia who were fighting along the western frontier and shaped uh, the history of Ohio and Kentucky and places like that. So he, he had these adventures out, um, out away from uh, the, the history that a lot of Americans knew. And... Um, a lot of those comics that he was in were actually well-researched. Uh, there was a, a, a writer and uh, artist who worked on them named Fred Ray, who was a real history buff. And he did a lot of research on the costumes and um, the way things looked back then. So it actually uh, was, it was a series that by turns was, um, you know, some kind of fantastic sometimes, but also there was also a real historic uh, grounding and Tom Hawk would meet historic characters. And uh, so somehow some of that must have rubbed off on some of the young readers back then. Maybe got them interested in history. How do you think these modern stories help us understand the revolutionary era better? Well, you know, it, it, it's funny. The, the American Revolution is, is what I call our, our uh, origin story as a country. Uh, most countries have one, a story that tells us where we, where we come from, uh, the values that the country was founded on, and what is important to it. And over the years, that history uh, has also been mythologized. For Americans, we we've embroidered it over the years. Some of the stories that we think we know about the revolution actually might not be true. Betsy Roth is an example. We have no idea if she really uh, sewed that flag or not. But that's our mythology, and it's it's uh, it's important uh, to us because it gives us those heroes that we can measure ourselves against. And every generation of Americans has to look at that history and look at those people and decide if we're living up to the best of them and the best of their ideals and uh, decide what we want the country to be for ourselves. And, and superheroes are like, I think, the other American mythology. There are modern stories of gods and heroes, 
And they also ask, what do we want for ourselves as individuals and also as societies? Um, do we uh, have, have a, a set of morality that we can live up to? Um, where do we draw our inspiration from? And those, those two things, of course, collided in the comics of the 1940s. Americans needed inspiration then. And, and you know, comics are, are uh, uh, literature that kind of deals in metaphors. And today, comics still ask these questions. Um, good example is Captain America. And Captain America is somebody who was frozen in time and brought from the 1940s to you know, the current world. And that asks the question, well, is he old-fashioned? Is he out of touch? Or is he exactly the kind of person we need uh, who has uh, some old-fashioned values and maybe some moral clarity? Um, there is an interesting series uh, that was published this year called Freedom Fighters. And it actually starred... Uh, that old character, Uncle Sam. And in this story, um, Uncle Sam and a, and a set of superheroes are fighting the Nazis again. They're um, actually in an alternate universe where the Nazis won World War II. And, you know, 80 years later, um, America has to figure out a way to break those, those chains and defeat the Nazis. Um, so Uncle Sam is an underground freedom fighter. And uh, that series asked a lot of questions about um, totalitarianism, something that, that the, the world has dealt a lot with in the, in the last 80 years. And asked questions about uh, race and media. Um, and so it was a really interesting way to, uh, you know, look at contemporary problems through, the lens of both uh, the American Revolution and our modern mythology of superheroes. Greg Aaron, thank you for joining us. Okay. The music played in this episode included works by Kevin McLeod and the Sturbridge Colonial Militia. Any unauthorized reproduction or use of this podcast without the express written permission of the Journal of the American Revolution is strictly prohibited. For everyone here at Dispatches, I'm Brady Kreitzer saying so long.